Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. This is worthy to be praised. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We're just listening right now to the Messianic Jewish Alliance of Israel. Hallelujah. Praise to our God. Hallelujah. The song says, Mayach, um, worthy. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Let's just take, worthy is the Lord. Let's just take this one.
Hallelujah. Let me welcome everyone that has joined the Podbean live recording. We are recording down here in Johannesburg. The area is called Rudeport and uh, the small little area called Velkhyeva. This is where we are. My name is Apostle Samuel Johnson. Praise God. I am right here. And uh, I am in this platform called the Love of Jesus Christ Prayer Platform. Praise God. I am representing the ministry called Jesus Christ Family Fellowship Center. And I also represent the outreach ministry called VJ Prayer Ministry, Voice of Jesus Christ Institute for Supernatural Ministry. We deal with prayer and deliverance at VJ Prayer Ministry. We do a lot and lot of deliverance. Praise Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And um, we are, you know, the Lord has actually sent us to do deliverance. But tonight we are not about deliverance. And, uh, you know, partly we, we, even when we are online, we find ourselves doing a lot of deliverance, praise God. And I can tell you, you know, one thing that surprised me today, and uh, and I had a discussion, you know, with, with, with someone, praise God, and, and this person who actually shared a very beautiful story of, of, of his life. And, uh, and uh, I just want to, 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 to look into a number of things that this person spoke about when we were sharing uh, the, the discussion, hallelujah. And then I actually said, I thank God because, which means everything that we do on this pod being, the Lord is, is, is basically doing a lot of deliverance. And I believe even tonight, there are some of people that will receive a major deliverance. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. As we're going to continue to pray, as we're going to continue to speak things, hallelujah. But, um, and, and, and uh, I just, as, as, as I was, as I was starting before I start, uh, uh, uh the pod being usually going to be around about 25 to starting to invite people, starting to bring in people. And uh, while I'm sending invitations to various people, I will be praying, I'll be declaring words and I will be saying, can I invite this one? And the Holy Spirit says, yes. And yes, and yes, and yes, and yes, and and um, I will be talking. You know, I will be talking to the Holy Spirit all the time, and I will be listening and wanting to hear what the Lord is saying to me. Praise God, and and uh, I must say, I really thank God for His great time and His wonderful time that He makes me. And I ask, <clears throat> and I ask a very very simple question to the Lord today: What is it that I can speak about? And, and it's amazing, as, as I was asking so many various questions, and I also and I also asked myself, what is it that I can talk on? What is it that I can talk about? And, and, and the Lord just shared so many things in me, praise God. But it was mostly about wealth. And, uh, and, and, uh, and, uh, and, I was, and I was like praying and I was saying, Lord, do, do I have to share about wealth? What is it that I have to talk about? Is Joshua going to be wealthier? Is, is, is Bridget Nube going to be wealthier? And, and, and then I said, Lord, just, just tell me what is it? And the Lord says, 
I am opening doors for many of the saints that are that have joined for prayer. As I open doors for many saints, I've opened many things for many saints. I really said, I thank God for, for those doors that are going to be opened up, praise God. But what came to, to me, you know, um, so strong in, in my spirit was, will you stand in times of testing? This is what stands so strong to me. Will you stand in times of testing? Praise God. And uh, <clears throat> in the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 24 to 27, hallelujah, because I can tell you, we are in the world that is, is the, in a world of uncertainty and peril on every side. How will we know if we will stand in the world of uncertainty and peril on every side? What, what will keep our life from falling apart? You know, and, and I always say Jesus is our rock. Jesus is our foundation. If Jesus is your rock and Jesus is your foundation, you will be able to stand the test. And, and will you stand in times of testing? You know, and I want us to go to, 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 to the book of Matthew. I want you to turn to the book of Matthew. Everyone that have just joined, I want you to, 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 to go to your own Bible. Turn to the book of Matthew. And I want you to read from chapter 7. And the Bible says in verse 24, Everyone, therefore, who hears these words of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain came down, the floods came, and the winds below and beat on that house, and it didn't fall, for it was founded on the rock. Verse 26, everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't do them will be like a foolish man who built the house on the sand. The rain came down, the floods came, and the winds blow and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall when 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 yeshua had finished saying these words the multitudes were astonished at his teaching for he taught them with authority not like the scribes i like this the bible says he taught them with authority hallelujah i am i want to ask you a question will you stand you know will you stand in times of testing because there are always times of testing. Will you stand the times of testing? Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I like what the Bible says. He says, I liken the man, you know, Jesus was wrapping up his sermon on the, on the, on the mount, you know, on three chapters that are dedicated to the best sermon ever preached. He wanted his hearers to be doers of the word and not hearers only you know one of the biggest things that as people i always ask myself is that are we the doers of the word or just the hearers of the word praise god in the book of james chapter 3 verse 13 to 7 four things i want us to look at in this parable of jesus that he spoke in the book of matthew chapter 7 verse 24 to 27 Four things. The rock is Jesus. The house is man. The storm, life trials and testings. Fourth, the sand, man's philosophy, the world's teachings. Hallelujah. 
you know, as, as, as we're going we're gonna to talk on this, will you stand? Will you stand the test? Will you stand? Hallelujah. Will you stand in times of testing? We're going to talk about this for a long time. But before we go through that tonight, I just want to finish the part that we've started of the widow in the, in the, in the, you know, in, 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 in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 7. I just want us to, to note something which is going to maybe hit to somebody else tonight. In, in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 7, then she came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. You know how important it is. This is one thing that I, when I was making an example about Joshua, who's going to be so wealthy. And, 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 uh, and, and one of the things that are important in our lives when we go through the testing times is wisdom. Wisdom is important. Wisdom in wealth is important. When God gives you increase and success, you must seek, seek his guidance on how to use what he has given to you. After accumulating all of her jars of the oil, the widow did not decide on her own what to do with them. She went back to the prophet and asked him, what do you want me to do with what I have achieved? Many times God gives us success and we decide what we are going to do or to, to use God's success for. We don't go back and ask him why he gave it to us and what he wants us to do with it. There are three instructions Elisha gave to the woman that are instructive for us tonight before we can go and say, Will you stand the test? Will you stand the test of having more wealth? Will you stand the test of the time to be shaken? Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And, and, and Elisha gave the woman that are instructive for us as well. And Elisha says, sell what you have. The first instruction he gave was, sell what you have. And he didn't say, sell yourself. Do you remember at the beginning of the story, the widow's children were going to be sold? Elisha says, you don't need to sell the children. You can sell the oil because God has provided a substitute commodity for them. Hallelujah. You are on the way that God is about to provide a substitute that you are supposed to use, and you will sell it in this testing time. Sell the oil, not the children. I thank God that he is able to provide for us so we don't sell the future of our children. But God gives us something instead that we can sell to pay for the sustenance of our children. I think this is what this woman said. In order to sell the oil, the woman had to be strong on the market. She had to learn now to negotiate and how to properly market the product. That is where sometimes we miss the big payoff. Sometimes we can see what we want to do, but there is this thing that is blocking us. We think what we've got to do, it can wash itself and go away. But this woman had a very strong marketing strategy and he went into the market. God has given you increase. 
But if you don't market it well, you will get cheap value for it. When Elisha tells the widow to go and sell, she has to find the best way of, of, of selling because if she's cheating or if she's cheated in the selling process and she doesn't negotiate well for what she has produced, her miracle will be a waste. Can you think very clear which miracle that can be a waste in your time? Hallelujah. God gives you the increase, but you have to learn how to capitalize on it. People will want to take what you have for cheap. So you have to learn to negotiate and sell at the right price for yourself. So if everybody in the, in the, in the, in the round the town is already had the oil, this woman's oil will be of low value. She would have to look for new markets of people who had not had oil for a long time and sell to them in order to get a good price. Just because she had abundance did not guarantee she could get a good price for it. Elisha simple said, go sell what you have. How she did it was up to her. Hallelujah. She had to look for an optimal market to sell what she had. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I still want to go back to our question tonight and ask and say, will you stand in times of testing? Will you be able to stand? You know, we, we, we read the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 24 to 27, where Jesus was giving his teaching in, in, in the mountain. And then as he gave his teaching, he told the people about a foolish man that built a house and the house had no foundation. But I want to encourage you today and say today you've got to have that foundation. Even the miracle that you have received, you've got to have the foundation. Two houses both look the same. At first glance cannot tell the difference until the storm comes. So what was the difference? You know, when the storm comes, it, it, it produces a good house. When the storm comes in our lives, it tells us if we have received a clear way of doing things, did we ask God what is it that we want to do? The first question the woman goes, the woman goes to Elisha and says, what must I do with this oil? And Elisha says, sell what you have. Pay your debts. The second thing Elisha said to the widow was pay your debts. Pay the people you owe it. Now you, you, you may think that the only person the widow owed was the creditor, but she actually owed three kinds of debtors. The first debt she owed was to God. The widow knew that she had to honor God. She had to pay her tithes as a debt of gratitude and of thanks and appreciation to God. When God blesses you, you just don't go and take that money and pay your debts or go and live on the rest. You must give back to God what belongs to God because he is the one who multiply what you had. Praise Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The second debt she owed was to her creditors. The widow had to pay the people that her husband owed because he died. Paying them was the only way to free herself from the threat of her children being taken from her. Paying your creditors to ease your mind and avoid having them confiscate other values, valuables from you. 
The third debt you owed was to have future. The widow, need, the widow needed to invest so that she would find herself a similar she, she wouldn't find herself in a similar situation in the future. And when God gives us something, we've got to say, let me build my foundation. This is where I want to talk strongly about this, is to build our foundation. It is important that our foundation must be in Christ. It is important that we understand what we were reading in the book of Matthew, chapter 24, I mean, chapter 7, verse 24. Everyone, therefore, who hears these words of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain came down, the floods came, and the winds blow and beat all that house, and it didn't fall off, for it was founded on the rock. Are you founded on the rock? Do you have the rock Jesus around you? Do you have rock Jesus underneath you? Are you founded on a strong foundation? Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And uh, as you see, the foundations are not visible. Both houses look very good. Did the one man's house fall because of the faulty work? No, he could have used the best materials. And materials, and if the foundation is not good, this his house will not have stand for a long time. But what the other man did, he built a strong foundation. Hallelujah! And I want to say to you tonight, you've got to stand on a strong foundation. I know I am talking on a two situation. You look into the woman's situation. You say to yourself, this woman had an issue of making a clear decision. And this side, there is a foundation that must be builded. These two, they are based on good decisions that one can take. The woman who had to sell, she had to take a decision by going back and saying, I don't want to just do things. I need wisdom to God. I've got wealth on my hands, but I want this wealth as it lands on my hand. I must know how to use it. And then the woman said, let me go to the prophet and find out. These two men in the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 24 to 27, one had to take a decision. I had to go and say, let me build my house on the rock. On a strong foundation. And the other one said, let me do something that is quick. Let me build my house on the sand. Both of these houses, they look beautiful. But the other one was based on a strong foundation. All of us here may look good to each other. But the difference inside can be completely different. Uh, you know, life also must be built on Jesus Christ, the word of Jesus Christ, the word of God. If we try and build our life with going to church, being good, living right, our spiritual foundations are not visible to one another. The only thing that is visible to, our, to one another is how good do we dress. But I want to say to you, you've got to build your foundation in the word of God. You must be based in the word of God. Everything about you, it must be based on the word of God. Everything around you, it must be based on the word of God. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's 
forming God's building. We are God's fellow workers. It is important that we must be built on the word of God. It is built. If it is built upon the sand, that is man's philosophy. How about your life? What is your foundation built upon? How about your life? What is your foundation built upon? Is it built upon the sand, which is man's philosophy? Your friends advise the teachings of this world, or is it built on the rock, the rock which is the word of God? Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The rock which is the word of God is everything about you build it upon the rock. And I want to ask you today, is everything you have, your wealth that you have, your work that you have, your house, your family that you have, where is it built? It? Is it built it upon the rock, which is the word of God, or is it built it upon the philosophy of men? Hallelujah. Let's go to the Bible again. Let's read the book of James. Hallelujah. Let's read the book of James. Go to the book of James. James chapter, hallelujah, chapter 3, verse 13 to 14. Chapter 3, verse 13 to 14, it says, Who is a wise and understanding among you? Let him show by his good conduct that his deeds are done in gentleness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, don't boast and don't lie against the truth. Hallelujah. Because you are not built upon the strong foundation. In verse 15, this wisdom is not that which comes from above, but it's earthly, sensual, and demonic. For when where jealousy and selfish ambitions are, there is confusion in every evil deed. Verse 17, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peace, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I want to say to you one thing that I like what prophet Elisha said to this widower. He gave him a strong foundation. He said, the third thing Elisha was, said, live on the rest. Look at the sequence. The sequence is not by chance. You must sell first, then pay debts before you even begin to live on the rest. That is to build a strong foundation on your wealth. The sequence is so important in so many things in our lives. You don't live on the rest before you pay your debts, and you don't live on all of it when you haven't invested into the future. It is important that you sit on your future and you look and you focus. Listen to me. I hit at something today when we started. I said there are people that wishes certain things, they must just go away. They don't deal with them. They don't solve them. But what is standing in front of you, you've got to solve it. You've got to deal with it. You've got to remove it. And you cannot just wish it to go away. This is where you build a strong foundation. You know, let me, let me offer you a little counsel. When you have wealth, you have assets whose value will increase with time. Not those that decrease with time. If you have money, you should put it in a financial instrument in the bank or buy a land. If there's anything I know about land, particularly 
in the area of South Africa, the price always goes up. It always goes up sometimes in a year. The value increases sometimes by 50 to 70%. So in my opinion, it is important that when you have wealth, you must build a strong foundation, which is going to help you to stand what I said to you. Will you stand the test of time? If you are not standing upon the rock, who is Jesus Christ? Yesterday I said to you, it is important that you give everything you have to Christ. You hand over your finances to Christ. You hand over your life to Christ. You hand over your marriage to Christ. You hand even everything that you have to Christ. That is the rock. Then you will have a wisdom. That's why the widow said, I need to go back and ask the prophet, what can I do? Because he needed the wisdom. No wonder whenever God gives people a promise in the Bible, he adds land to it. He promised land to Abraham, Ishmael to Caleb. You should invest in something that will stand. You need to ask God for a direction. Don't invest in perishable things. I'm sorry, but I have to say this. Nice cars are not investment. Because they don't increase in value. Investing in cars, you are not building a strong foundation. As a matter of fact, when you buy a car and you drive it out of the showroom, it instantly loses out 20% of its value. So it's not really a good investment. It's a nice purchase. And it's a useful tool. But that is about it. Before you buy a car, buy a land. <laughs> Before you buy a car, buy a land, buy a house. Build on a good foundation. Stand on the rock. And if you can say you can, you can build your life upon the word of God, you will find a very strong foundation. Listen to me. I, I know some people by tomorrow, they will be asking me and saying, what was this about? Listen to me. The, the Holy Spirit just said to me, when always there is a crisis in the world, when there is a crisis in the world, during that crisis, there is a lot of wisdom that is required because there are more opportunities that are out there. So it is important in this platform of prayer. It's important in this platform at Podbean. It's in platform in this platform of the love of Jesus Christ that we must talk about these things. Because we pray, as we pray, people are receiving deliverance. People are receiving breakthrough. People are receiving great opportunities. When there is a crisis, listen, there is a crisis of the pandemic. Right at this time, there are great opportunities. Hallelujah. And I told myself that I'm going to declare and decree. I'm going to release a lot of declarations as the Holy Spirit releases them to me. And I'm just going to release them because this is what the Lord said. They need wisdom for wealth. People will be so wealthier. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Right now, I decree and I declare upon your life, each and everyone that is connected to this platform, 
there is a wide door that is open ahead of you. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Lord just spoke to me right now a very, very powerful word. And he said, speak this to my children. Hallelujah. He said, I know everything about you. Hallelujah. I know your deeds. And I know what you can do. And I know who you are. Hallelujah. Praise God. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door which no one can shut that you have a little power and kept my words and didn't deny my name. And the Lord says, each and every one that is keeping his word, that has made his word the foundation. He said, I have set before you an open door which no one can shut. Those people that the Lord said, I must decree and declare that there is a wide door before you and nobody can shut. You need the wisdom to carry this wealth. Hallelujah. You need the wisdom of God to be able to run with this wealth. You need the wisdom of God to do these things. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. For the Lord is about to do greater things in your life. Hallelujah. The, 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 the woman goes back to the, to the prophet and says, what shall I do about this? Elisha didn't say, go and buy nice furniture. It's nice to have, it's good to have a nice furniture. Quality sound system and all other things. I can guarantee you it is good. It makes your life a little bit much more enjoyable. However, those Lazarus will not make the great things in your life. Hallelujah. So I want to tell you today, in order to have a breakthrough, glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you've got to invest. Hallelujah. You've got to invest in good things. It's good to have all your TV, two cars, three televisions, jewelry, but invest in a good thing. Hallelujah. Because the Lord has released the oil upon your life. Has released the great things upon your life. I like what the Lord just said to me right now. He said, there are people that have opened up the white doors for them. And nobody will shut them. And nobody will close them. Because they will open those doors. And there will be major and greater things ahead of them. Hallelujah. I want to tell you today when it's and everyone that is here, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for these white doors. We're going to pray for the breakthrough in your life. We're going to pray that even the things that you never thought they will happen, I believe that God is about to happen. Breaking the power of God tonight, this is what we're going to do. We're going to break every area that has been blocking and I want to tell you, the power of God is going to walk with you. You're going to find yourself entering in places where you never thought you will enter. You're going to find yourself that there is a transfer of economy that is coming towards you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I said to you, when there is a crisis in the world, there is a transfer of wealth that is happening. Hallelujah. Wealth is an armory. 
It is a tool by which we can do spiritual warfare. If we must fight today's enemy of the cross, we must use a tool equal to him or more. You know, we need to rise up in terms of understanding the wealth that the Lord has released. And I want to say to somebody in the book of Proverbs chapter 10 verse 15, the book of Proverbs chapter 10 verse 15, the wealth of the riches is their fortified city, but poverty, it is the ruin of the poor. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we are coming against any spirit of poverty. We are binding every spirit of poverty in Africa. We are binding every poverty around us. And Lord, we say we will rise up and have the wealth. As you said, we must build our foundation on the rock, Jesus Christ. So that when we have the wealth, we are not wasting the wealth. We are able to use it as the Elisha gave the wisdom of having wealth to that woman. Lord, we are praying for that wisdom. The body of Christ is supposed to be a depository of God who is a blessing. God said to Abraham, I will bless you. Hallelujah. He said, I will bless you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. This is Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. I will make you into a great nation. This is coming upon you, child of Abraham. God is saying, I will bless you. God does not put his blessing irrationally just about anywhere. There must be an attitude of faith. There must be an attitude of faith and commitment to use such wealth for his glory. If you do not desire to be blessed, it will not come. No man who came to the meeting of Jesus was healed without desire for healing. When Jesus spoke to these people on his third time of the preaching, and he says, you've got to build on a strong foundation. And when I started, I said, because the Lord is releasing so much wealth upon you, when there is a crisis in the world, there are many opportunities. The book of Malachi, Malachi describes what God wants to give to the church. He says, not pockets of offerings and little gifts, but a storehouse where great things will be transferred into for the church to be able to use to make a major impact. I want to tell you, God wants to bless you. He doesn't want to give you a little change. That's why when I started, I said, the Lord said to me, you will speak about wealth today. You will decree and declare wealth. I had to set a foundation with the woman and say, the woman had to go back to Elisha and say, what will I do? What must I do with this? And then I put the foundation on the book of Matthew chapter, chapter 7, verse 24 to 27, where Jesus said, you better build a strong foundation. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10 says, bring the old tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. 
and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessings that you will not have a room enough for it. I want to decree and declare to somebody today that I builded a strong foundation, that God is opening up the floodgates of heaven. He's pouring upon you a blessing much that will not have a room enough for it. There are levels of blessings that are indicated in the book of Deuteronomy 21. Hallelujah. The first leaven, the works of your hand. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your, hand, on your land in season to bless uh, all the work of your hands. That's Deuteronomy 28 verse 12. The second one, your basket, your basket and your kneading, true, will be blessed. Deuteronomy 28, verse 5. Your storehouse, the Lord will send a blessing on your bands and on everything you put on your hand to. The Lord God will bless you in the land he is giving you. In Deuteronomy 28, verse, 20, verse 8. I strongly believe tonight if there's one thing that the Lord wants to do, he wants to release a blessing upon people today. He wants to release a blessing. Meanwhile, everybody is dugging and diving and dodging and running away from the pandemic. You've got to open your ears. You've got to open your eyes. See opportunities. Let the children of the devil not pass us by while we don't see the opportunities. Each one is graduation from one level to another level, requiring a different faith level and vision to be able to, 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 to access such provision. And I want to tell you today, just before you, just in front of you, there is a wide door that is open. Nobody will shut it. Jesus has opened that door for you. And I want you to open your eyes. And I want you to see the opportunities today. When everybody is running around and trying to dodge the pandemic, the pandemic is around us. But the opportunities, they are more than the pandemic. When everybody is trying to say, what is it that I can do? You need to go to the prophet and say, father, and say, prophet, and say, so and so, what can I do with this wealth? You've got to go to God and kneel down and say, father, help me. I need to know what are the opportunities. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You know, I remember in 1996, I met a guy who was arriving in South Africa. He was coming from Ghana. And at that time, and then we stood in those days, there was still, you know, famous Carlton Center. We went to the 50th floor. And as we were walking around the 50th floor, and this gentleman from Ghana said to me, I can see the buildings. They are so beautiful, my brother. I can see everything. It looks so beautiful. But I'm looking for an opportunity. I want to know in the midst of these beautiful opportunities, I mean beautiful buildings, where are the opportunities? Let your eyes be so open during this time when everybody is looking for Umsanyane. You must be the one that is looking for an opportunity. Hallelujah. And I said, each one is a graduation from level to another. 
because I gave you three levels. Levels of blessings that are indicated in the book of Deuteronomy 28. Hallelujah. God's wealth, God's wealth constantly searches for a people or organizations or individuals or nations under God who will become a bond and a collection point to store up and use what he is about to provide. Can you be in that position that you will be the one that will be the collection point? Can you be the collection point tonight in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth? The Bible says in the book of Haggai, chapter 2, verse 19, is there yet any seed left in the barn? Until now the vine and the fig tree, the pomegranate and the olive tree have not yet borne fruit. From this day on, I will bless you. This is what God is saying. From this day on, I will bless you. That is Haggai chapter 2, verse 19. Such provision, saints, is certainly not for personal you know, aggrandizement, but for the featheriness and the feathering of the gospel and making the good news heard in all the corners. It is to be able to be used to establish the purpose of God. Do you have a vision? And your vision, does it go with God's vision? Hallelujah. Listen to me. Your church, everybody that has tuned in, those who tune in by mistake, but everybody that tunes in into this platform, it's Christians. And the wealth that I'm, decree I'm, I'm, I'm declaring today, it is for you as a Christian. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The wealth and the treasures that I'm talking about, it is yours. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah 45 verse 3, Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. They are treasures of darkness. I will give you the treasures of darkness and riches stored in secret places so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by your name. God said, speak wisdom to my children that are wealthy and those that will be wealthy so that they can understand that this wealth is theirs. Listen to me. We must literally take the word darkness or hidden riches in this verse to be referring to the fact that it is kept stored until the days the eyes of the church is illuminated. It is kept stored until the eyes of the children of God uh, is open until the days the eyes of the children of Abraham are opened. Hallelujah. During this pandemic time, can you please find an opportunity and run with it? The book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18, Paul says, I pray also that the eyes of your hearts may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. Let us not be beaten by the children of the enemy. Finding opportunities right during this time of the pandemic while we are busy. Yes, we are closing the mouth and the, and the noses with the mask. 
But let our eyes be opened for the opportunities. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let our eyes be opened for the opportunities. The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 32, verse 34, Have I not kept this in reserve and sealed it in my vaults? Sealed up in the realms of the Spirit with the mark of the sovereign God are great treasures that are yet to be unleashed to the earth. Hallelujah. You know what? Let me tell you, we are 25 years in democracy in South Africa, but the eyes of South Africans are not yet opened to the opportunities. Mozambique has been in years of independence as much as it is laid on top of the wealthy of the Mozambique, the oil, all the minerals, an African country called Mozambique, the Mozambicans' eyes are still closed to the war. Can we pray that African eyes, the children of Africa's eyes, to be opened to the opportunities? Sealed up in the realms of the spirit with the mark of the Severian God. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I love the scripture that I want to read and repeat it for you. The book of Revelation chapter 3 verse 8. I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. You haven't denied the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus is your rock. When you can start to believe and open the great doors, he will give you the windows. The windows of heaven will actually be open for you. Hallelujah. The Bible says in 2 Kings chapter 24 verse 13, as the Lord had declared Nebuchadnezzar removed all the treasures from the temple of the Lord and from the royal palace and took away all the golden articles that Solomon, king of Israel, had made for the temple of the Lord. It was the practice in the Bible times and even up to the Roman Empire for kings to hide their treasures under the earth in the fear of another invading army. Father, we pray right now Every hidden treasure that the children of the Lord, they are unable to hear. We are praying today that our eyes be opened. The eyes of the children of the Lord, let them be opened today for the treasures. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, as faithful as they are. And the children of the Lord, the Christians in particular, let their eyes be open for the hidden treasures. Second Kings chapter 24 verse 13 makes an understanding that such treasures will one day be put in the hands of the body of Christ. The treasures taken out of kings' houses, hidden under the sand, the sand in various places are coming to the church. 
I decree and declare that there are treasures that are prepared for you. There are treasures that are made ready for the church, and you are that church that are ready for you. Jeremiah chapter 41 verse 8. Jeremiah chapter 41 verse 8 says, But ten of them said to Ishmael, Don't kill us. We have wheat and belly oil and honey hidden in fields. So he let them alone and did not kill them with the others. Listen to me. During this time of this pandemic, the crisis in the world, I strongly believe we are in the course of the transfer of wealth. The day is coming when God is giving the church ideas. And I believe this is this season. Breakthrough concepts in the field of agriculture will feed the world that is living in hunger today. That in itself will become a channel by which the gospel is being preached to the majority of the world. That is still obstinate and hardened away from the gospel. One of the major things, saints, that shows that the wealth, the time of wealth is now. If there is a snow in Cape Town, in the Western Cape, in Karu area, it means there is a bigger winter rain that will come in that region. And which means the country will be filled with a lot of, lot of rain. And that means we need to be prepared for the treasures that we will develop in the fields of agriculture. Matthew chapter 2 verse 11 says, On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and they worshipped him. They opened their treasures and presented him with the gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. The book of Genesis 21 verse 14 says, Early the next morning, Abraham took some food and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar. He sent them on her shoulders and then sent her off with the boy. She went on her way and wandered in the desert of Bathsheba. My understanding, saints, of biblical prophecy and the law of reciprocity makes me to believe that just as Abraham sent Ishmael away to the east with blessings, the sons of Ishmael came back bearing gifts of the baby Jesus. That journey will still be repeated as the treasures are brought from the east to the body of Christ to use for the proclamation of the gospel. I strongly believe we need to stand on the waiting position. We cannot just be praying, closing our eyes. Let's pray our eyes opened for many opportunities. We cannot be dugging and running away from this pandemic. Let's dug and dodge, but our eyes be watching the opportunity. There are, rich, there are hidden riches, saints. Isaiah talks of hidden riches of secret places. In Isaiah 45 verse 3, I will give you the treasures of darkness and riches stored in secret places so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name. Listen to me. These past few days we've been talking about the widow. 
who had to go to, Ishm to, 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 to Elisha and say, I am indebted. But Elisha said, what is it that you have? We spoke yesterday about Moses. So that the opportunities can come out of what you have. And when we begin today, the Lord says, I am releasing my wealth to those whose wisdom is strong and they've built their foundation on the rock, Jesus Christ. Let it be very clear. The hidden treasures that are out there, they are not for everybody, but they are for those stewards that believe in God. Hidden because the time has now come for those who believe in God to receive those treasures of darkness. These treasures are hidden. Hidden because the time has not cut, cut time, come. Now the time has come that you, as a body of Christ, open your eyes. Hallelujah. Psalm 102, verse 13 says, You will arise and have compassion on Zion, for it is time to show favor to her. The appointed time has come. This is the appointed time for the body of Christ to be able to walk with the treasures that are hidden. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you today for the wealth that we have released. We thank you, Lord, for the wealth that we have released upon the body of Christ. We thank you, Lord, for the wealth that we have released upon your children. We thank you, Lord, for these opportunities that we have released upon each and every one connected in this pot bin today. We thank you, Father, that as we enter the court of heaven, seeking divine restraining order against the enemies of our wealth, we are seeking the divine restraining order against the enemies of our wealth because we want to rise. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy 28, verse 4 to 5, Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your hands, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Heavenly Father, I stand in your royal courtroom because of the blood and the finished work of Jesus Christ. I have come to receive your righteous judgment over every area in our lives. Heavenly Father, I ask that the courts of heaven be seated according to Daniel chapter 7 verse 10. I ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Heavenly Father, I call upon your holy angels to be witness to his legal, to this legal and righteous transaction. I also decree and declare that all demonic entities, institutions, and human beings who will be impacted directly by this divine restraining order that I'm requesting will be duly 
notified by the holy angels who serve the court of heaven. I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, I decree and declare that every demonic entity at the institutions and human beings will respect and honor and abide by your righteous judgment in Jesus' mighty name. Heavenly Father, right now, your word says Jesus is our faithful advocate before the Russia's judge in the courts of heaven, Lord Jesus Christ, I summon you as my advocate to help me plead my case before the Russia's judge for the divine restraining order against any and all spirits of stagnation in our lives, in our careers and businesses. Heavenly Father, as we stand here, we are coming to request a divine restraining order over our businesses, over our careers, over our finances, and the riches of darkness that are supposed to be released for us. We thank you, Father, today. Heavenly Father, I present before your court the scriptures as the evidence why we should be granted a divine restraining order over our careers, business, finances, and the, the riches of the darkness against any form of stagnation. Because the Bible says in Deuteronomy 28, verse 13, and the Lord will make you the head, not the tail. Heavenly Father, we decree and declare that we are not the tail, we are the head. You shall be only above and not beneath. We decree and declare that we are above, not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, Heavenly Father, we are taking your word as our foundation. We are placing your word as our foundation. We are taking Jesus Christ, the rock, as our foundation, which I command you today and are careful to observe them. We are observing everything that you are saying to us. Heavenly Father, we speak Deuteronomy 28, verse 4 to 5. Blessed shall be the fruits of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your heads, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your needing bowel. Heavenly Father, based upon the scriptures that we have declared, it is clear that if the courts does not impose a divine restraining order against the spirit of stagnation in our lives, against the spirit of poverty in our lives, the devil will cause great injury to our lives, to our destiny, and inflict irreparable damage to the purpose of the work of God. Heavenly Father, we repent for our sins or transgressions and for any iniquity in the bloodline that opened a door for the spirit of stagnation to afflict us. Lord, every sin of our forefathers that the enemy should be using as a legal right to build cases against us and to deny our destiny I ask you, the blood of Jesus will just wash them away. I ask that every legal right the devil has over our lives be revoked in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Heavenly Father, right now, we want to thank you that this divine order, divine restraining order, 
over the spirit of stagnation, over the spirit of hunger, over the spirit of, of, of lack is released right now. Heavenly Father, I now ask that a divine restraining order against spirit of stagnation be issued over our lives by your Supreme Court. We thank you, Father, tonight. Heavenly Father, I decree that any of all forms of stagnation that Satan has orchestrated against us are now cancelled in Jesus' glorious name. Heavenly Father, we receive the divine restraining order by faith in Jesus' name. I decree and declare that you shall fulfill all the days of our lives that you wrote in your book a destiny long before you created us. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for tonight. We thank you for this powerful time that you have given to us. Father, we bless you. And we ask you, oh my Lord, we ask you that you continue to be with us. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Unto you, oh my God. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, my Father. We give you the glory. We give you the play, the praise. Glory, Jesus. Great is the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh. 